0: This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk Kent Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Friday, October the 29th, and an update on a story we first brought you yesterday. Tensions between Britain and France because of a post-Brexit fish. Well, now there's a warning to France. Two can play at that game. French authorities seized a British trawler yesterday as they call for more of their boats to be given permission to work in UK waters. The Environment Secretary has described any sanctions as unacceptable. We
2: will see what they do. But obviously, if they do uh, bring this into place, well, two can play at that game. And. Uh, you know, we obviously you know reserve the ability to be able to respond in a proportionate way.
0: John Nichols is chair of the Thanet Fishermen's Association. He's described France's behaviour as childish.
2: Our government has to be as equally strong as the French. We need to put our foot down, and we do not need to be blackmailed by other nations. If they've been given the licences and the access they're entitled to, and they're wanting more, then we should stand up to them and only allow them what they're entitled to. No more, no less. French will always push. And it's at a time when there's more elections. And um, we always see problems with fisheries, uh, politically, when um, someone's about to be elected in France, whether it be locally or nationally.
0: The French ambassador has been summoned to the UK's Foreign Office for talks today. Elsewhere this afternoon, latest figures show the number of people in hospital with coronavirus in Kent has gone up by more than a third in the space of a week. 164 patients are being treated in the county on Tuesday, up from 119. Infection rates are also continuing to rise with more than 8,000 new cases in the seven days to last Sunday. Nationally, the latest weekly figures show coronavirus cases are on the up across the UK. A survey by the Office for National Statistics has found one in 50 people have it in England. That's up from one in 55 last week. Meantime, a 24 7 helpline set up to support vulnerable residents in the county during the pandemic has been described as a successful legacy of the coronavirus emergency. Kent Together has helped thousands of people with things like food deliveries, dog walking, and collecting prescriptions, as well as talking to people who are feeling lonely. And finally, on COVID today, the decision to remove all countries from the red list is being described as a significant. significant. Significant step forward to normalising international travel. The Airport Operators Association is among several organisations from the sector welcoming the move. It means anyone returning to the UK from 4am on Monday won't have to quarantine in a hotel. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today. A driver has been arrested after a stolen car crashed during a police chase near Sevenoaks. The suspect tried to run away but was detained by officers. He also reportedly had no licence or insurance. Police are hunting a man and woman who abandoned a car following a crash in Swanley. The black Audi was apparently driving on the wrong side of the road when it collided with a Vauxhall Corsa, leaving a woman needing hospital treatment. A teenage girl has appeared in court after food, bottles and glass were thrown at a property in Canterbury. Police have been called to the Sturry Road area several times over the last seven months following reports of antisocial behaviour. The 16-year-old's been charged with stalking, causing alarm or distress and intimidating a witness. She's due at youth court on Monday. We've got more now on a sinkhole that's opened up in Maidstone as we're told the road is likely to stay closed for another week. It appeared on the A26 Tunbridge Road in Balming last Friday, less than 500 metres from another one a few years ago. South East Water are investigating and carrying out repair work. Councillor Ashley Kimance represents the area and has been speaking to Cat from our colleagues at KMTV.
2: Unfortunately, it's because of the geology of, of Balming. I mean, I've lived here 26 years and in that 26 years, I've seen uh, uh, quite a number of, of sinkholes. Um, there's... Been at least two on this estate. There's been, uh, if I remember rightly, there was one outside the pub, the, uh, what's now the Rockin' Robin, um, and just where the, the the sinkhole is now, a few feet away from that, on the grass area, on that raised grass bit, there was a, a sinkhole there as well. So it's you know it's it's something that happens in balming and unfortunately it's because of the geology of of, of the ground. I mean there's there's uh, full as earth and there's and there's. Uh, chalk. So when you've got a lot of fuller's earth, fuller's earth gets washed away, you know, it's cat litter basically, and it gets washed away quite easily.
0: Mm. And um, can you talk about, uh, you know, you must have sympathy for the businesses and the residents that are affected, um, especially the business. He was saying after a really tough 18 months, you know, not knowing when the next sinkhole is going to happen is, you know, it puts the business into disarray. Like I'm sure you, you deal with a lot of frustrated
2: residents Yeah, yeah I do and I I sympathise because obviously uh, my full time job, um, I'm classed as a taxi driver so uh, to actually get into town you've got to make a diversion so it's costing you more in fuel and wear and tear on your vehicle because you're doing more mileage so the longer it stays shut the worse it is and also it's costing the customers more money because you're having to go around the houses to get to a place where you could just go straight to it.
0: And how long is the diversion? You know, I, I've obviously driven uh, around.
2: It. Um, what's... Off the top of my head, I would say it's it's probably it's probably the best part of about half a mile diversion. Just
0: crazy.
2: Yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. So if you do if you do that on the way down, on the way back, that's a, that's a mile. You do that five times, that's five miles. So you know, do that five times a week, mm. twenty five miles.
0: Absolutely. And um, how surprised are you that three years after the last one, there's
2: another one? Well, I'm not surprised, to be honest. It's Like I say, it's, it is the geology of the area, so it's going to happen and there will be more.
0: The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly. Street Maidstone An inquest has heard how a 13-year-old girl died from a head injury after being hit by a car in Dover. Maya Lawrence was crossing the A256 at Whitfield when she was knocked down earlier this month. It's being investigated by police but no one's been arrested. A full inquest will be held next April. A campaign is underway for part of Medway to rejoin Kent. Some people living on the Hoo Peninsula are angry about the prospect of building 12,000 new homes in the area. They're the Kemp flag in protest over Medway Council's local plan. Elsewhere, businesses threatened by the potential closure of Chatham Docks have criticised suggestions they could relocate to a landlocked site instead. Medway Council is considering whether the docks could be turned into housing and have sent a letter to companies that operate there. The head of the campaign group, Save Chatham Docks, says he's astonished by some of the advice. Members of Insulate Britain have been walking towards oncoming traffic on the M25 in Essex. Ten people have been arrested following the latest demonstration as protesters urged the government to get on with insulating the UK's homes. Earlier in the week, the group staged a protest by sitting in the road near the Dartford crossing. While with the start of COP26 just two days away, the Kent Online podcast has been told the UK government is setting an incredibly bad example. World leaders will be meeting for climate talks in Glasgow from Sunday. Campaigners are calling for urgent action to tackle harmful emissions. But Mark Hood, who's a Green Party councillor in Tunbridge, says this week's budget showed no sign of that happening.
2: I've got very little faith in anything Boris Johnson says with regards to the climate. When you look at the, the last couple of days um, where we have got Rishi Sunak cutting the, the um, duty on um, short-haul flights, which are the worst polluting of all the options, we're going to cop empty-handed. We're going to be a, an international laughing the way the, the way it's going with all the will in the world. Um, I I hope that that we can convince all the nations that we need to make these changes, but we're not really setting a very good example, are we?
0: Steve Wilkins is from the Kent Climate Action Coalition. He says harmful emissions are continuing to increase and he plans to protest at COP26.
2: Half the CO2 emissions that have been stored up in our atmosphere since the start of the Industrial Revolution, have happened over the last 30 years, which is actually most of the period of of the COP summits. So it's not looking good at all. And what we need to see is is, is a lot of serious action, and that's why we're making protests. We need to build a movement because it's quite clear that governments on their own are going to do absolutely nothing.
0: Well, they were both guests on the lowdown last night. You can watch the episode in full by heading to our Facebook.
1: Kent Online reports.
0: Campaigners are holding a Halloween protest over the condition of a cinema building in Deal. Reopen the Regent say they want to end the horror after waiting decades for the owners to develop the site into a two screen community attraction. They'll take part in a mass Howl at the Moon tomorrow evening. It's hoped a £125,000 grant will be spent on strengthening sea defences on a beach near Dover. Twelve timber groins need repairing at St Margaret's Bay. The council's being urged to get it done using money from an environment agency fund. Our work has started on a huge production that's going to take place at Rochester Castle, featuring dancers, parkour runners and performers. If Not Now has been inspired by the pandemic, and we'll look at how communities can come together and force change, whether that's tackling inequality or climate change. More than 100 volunteers are expected to take part. I've been finding out more from Nancy Hurst, who's from Icon Theatre.
3: Essentially, it's an outdoor um, work. It's a dance-based show. Um, We're going to have loads of, um, well, 100 performers is what we're aiming for. We're going to have schools, community groups, individuals, um, local residents. Whoever wants to get involved is more than welcome and there's no... Uh, experience necessary so just come along um the show is about um the kind of big changes that we want to see um collectively as a community um and kind of saying you know the, the, the title of the show is if not now and obviously it's about if we don't meet the changes now then then you know when are we going to do it and so that covers things like climate change it covers um uh changes that came you know that have been highlighted through covid so inequalities and social deprivation um and i think there's these big moments in history so after the war and um you know starting the nhs and uh, starting the welfare state where collectively actually people took decisions to say actually we can improve things we can work together to make this world a better place and that is essentially the theme of our show so it's, it's not small it's not small we're dealing with the big topics Big venue, lots of people, get involved. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And do you think performing something like this and trying to get across those messages is perhaps sometimes more impactful than just standing there and doing a speech to a room full of people?
3: Absolutely. And that process as well. So we co-create our work. And by co-create, we, we mean that the people who are in the, in the work make it, you know, they make it, they write it, we talk about the issues, we talk about how we want them to be shown. And actually, that process in itself is is massive, because it, it makes people think about it over, you know, I mean, we'll be working on this, we've already started work, but it, you know, it'll be sort of six months until it's complete. And actually, that process of really thinking hard about actually what, you know, what are we doing? Why aren't we doing things that we want to do what are the barriers in the way um that's absolutely huge i think and then that that it's a really powerful um sort of people have quite a bodily reaction to seeing people perform when they know them and when it's family and friends and you're like that's somebody I know and I care about in that show um, and it really makes people engage in the work and the and the thoughts about it in a, in a very different way I think so that's that's what we're aiming for.
0: Now for anyone who knows Rochester Castle as you mentioned there it's, it's obviously very huge people standing next to it are going to be quite small but you are going to use the castle as well aren't you as part of the production?
3: Yeah, so we've got some um, an amazing company called Novak who are working with us, and it's if, if your listeners want to watch any bits of it, it's N O V A K Novak, and they do an amazing um, projection essentially, but uh, it's working. Um, uh, in a technical way, which I find very exciting, not everybody will, but essentially they kind of map the, in a 3D map, it's all electronic, they just map the 3D of the Rochester Castle and then they create content that projects on top of it, but because of the incredible intensity that you can get now from projectors, you can create, when it's dark outside, you can actually create kind of illusions of like, you know, stones th- throwing being thrown out of the castle and things that look very, very real um so it's it's really exciting for us to be working with them and it's the first time that as a company we've used that style of work um and we're all We're all super excited. Campaigners
0: are trying to raise more than £16,000 for a light trail in Tentadon next Christmas. There are plans to create an art installation similar to the one at Bedgebury in 2022, but they only have 10 days left to reach their funding target. River Medway is out of Drag Race UK. The 22-year-old went viral after dressing up as Chatham's statue of Thomas Waghorn on the show. She sashayed away last night. Jax has been on the hit list with Emma Jo. The TikTok star has been chatting all about her single like my father when I wrote
4: it um, I just it was like one of those moments in the studio where I realized I hadn't re- I didn't read a, write a song about my parents yet and uh, they just have the coolest relationship ever and I'd never really appreciated it until I was older looking for love and I realized I wanted everything they had I used to be like ew like that's gross Stop thinking out, you know, that's embarrassing. And then when I got older, I realized I was looking for a man like my father and how he treats my mom. So I figured I'd write a song called Like My Father and then get those kind of little quirky imperfections about the relationship that make it awesome. but it was a pretty easy song to write in, in the end because they're easy to write about. They're awesome,
0: so... Oh, that's so <laughs> lovely. And, of course, the video is just beautiful as well because it features, Thank like, you. actual home video clips of your yeah. mom and dad, which is just yeah. adorable. And I think that's what makes it so, like, emotional as well. But that must have been quite a, like, journey to go through all that footage to find the clips for the video. Yeah, well, especially
4: since we weren't... Um, the plan was not to tell them. So we, all, we did everything in one weekend, so I wanted to... Get their a reaction for the song, which ended up that's kind of what made it go crazy on TikTok was them hearing it for the first time. And then I was like, okay, now that everybody's all emotional and excited, who wants to film a music video? <laughs> we collected all this home footage and we want to splice it together with the uh, you guys slow dancing. And um, everybody was like, are you sure you don't want to use actors? I was like, no, no, no we have to use my parents. Like they're su- they're super cute and they're good on camera, so. I think i think it turned out well it's my first thing i ever directed and i was really nervous but I think it was it was really
0: fun. If you missed it in full, you can listen again at kmfm.co.uk. And a man from Tunbridge has won a brand-new Ford Mustang just one week after being given the all-clear from cancer. 54-year-old Ray Marshy says the past few months have been a whirlwind after doctors found tumours in his bladder. He's also won £50,000 as part of the competition.
1: Kent Online Sports.
0: Starting off with tennis, and Kent's Emma Raducanu will be looking to secure a place in the semi-finals of the Transylvania Open later. The 18-year-old from Bromley faces Ukraine's Marta Kostiak this evening after easing past home player Anna Bogdan in straight sets in Romania. She's looking to build on her US Open victory last month. And in football, Gillingham welcome Accrington Stanley to Priestfield this weekend. The Gills are still just above the League One relegation zone with only four points from their past five games. Tomorrow's visitors are up in 11th and looking to make it three games undefeated. We've been catching up with captain Carl Dempsey
1: I think it's been a tough one for us this year I think we've never really had a full squad we haven't really had a, a full strength bench um, never really had a, a run of starting 11 players so it, it, it has been tough because obviously different personnel come in there might be lacking game minutes whereas you obviously see some squads in the league they're that big that they can just keep bringing just one one in to freshen it up but I think for us now we're getting to that stage where we are starting to get a few bodies back and um, once we get all them back i think um i think I think you'll see us sort of kick on and um, start climbing up the league. We know the quality's there um, we've just got to keep believing, keep believing in the game plan and um start getting them three points on the board It's always going to be a tricky game against um think I think I've played against them many a times in my career and I've never sort of went there and and um, I had sort of an easy ride out against them. Uh, I think you've seen last year with the games that we had against them, um, they were real tough um, contests. So I I think for us at this moment in time is sticking to our game plan, not getting away from that, um, and just delivering a good performance on the day, and hopefully um, us as a team are a lot more clinical than we were on um, Saturday and we can sort of put the game out of reach. Sometimes in in the manner in which we've been um, beat or obviously... Um, sort of give a game away Um, it it, it is tough but I think the group of lads that I've got down there um, are top quality they they give it their all every single week I don't really have to get them up for a game Um, so in that respect yeah they've been top quality since I've been in the building so we we just know as a team now that um, we shouldn't be sat where we are with the qualities that we've got in the dressing room but the reality is we are and we've got to work even harder to start climbing up that table and get where we actually want to be I think it is an important time of the year. I think last year we probably started it a bit too late and, and left it too late to try, sort of get in the playoffs. So we know now that it's getting to that cutting edge where we've got to start winning games. And like I say, our main focus is getting that win tomorrow and then building on that. I've touched it many a times. Like you've got to stick four or five wins on the bounce. And once you get four or five wins on the bounce in League One, the, the, the climb of the table is massive. So, yeah, that, that's going to be... Who's going forward from now?
0: Kick off tomorrow is at three. You can follow the match action as it happens at kentonline.co.uk. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, you can now get access to the ad free Kent Online premium site by subscribing. To do it, just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Don't forget, the clocks go back in the early hours of Sunday. We'll be back with a podcast on Monday.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone, bluebutterfly.co.uk.